Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast, episode 51. Wow, I'm so excited we're on 51, and even more excited because I'm in the US in rural Maryland with Stacey Brown. I love sharing this podcast and a lot of the healing stuff that we do with Stace. And I'm excited to be here in person. We have lots going on. I'm going to let her, I'm going to ask her to share about some of the things that happened over the last couple of days. But before we get there, introducing the amazing, the beautiful, the stunning, the healer extraordinaire, and very, very, very soon to be published author, Stacey Brown. Stace, can you introduce yourself, please? Hey, Nims. It's so good to be here again. Um, friends, my name is Stacey. I'm an intuitive healer and a certified Reiki practitioner. I'm a spiritual mentor, an Akashic record reader, podcast host and creator, and very soon to be published author. Yesterday was quite the day um, as I'm transitioning into like the next season of life. There were a lot of things I had to close out and just a lot of stress yesterday. And we dealt with a lot of that and then pulled up to the house after the crazy day only to find a package with three copies of the book in it. And the copies that we received are called proofs. And um, it's a copy of the book where you can go through and do like a final comb over of the book and make sure that everything is the way you want it before we release on Amazon and audible. So I would say in probably the next week or two, um, the book is going to be released. Super exciting. Wow. How exciting is that? And, um, you know, I've, I've really had a blessed space to hold space for Stace as she recorded the book and um, really kind of been involved in every part of it. So I feel super, super blessed to be part of the process. I introduced Stace at the beginning because, you know, I like to um, feel like we've been prepared for to be on stage. So when I introduce Stace like that, I'm just preparing her for introducing her on stage at some point soon. But a quick intro on me, I'm Nims, also known as Nimesh. I'm also a Akashic record reader, spiritual coach and mentor, and a podcast host and creator. I created this podcast after being guided to through the Akashic records and really been on a journey with this podcast since. The, the work that we do, do together on Akashic records and the spiritual mentoring program that we channeled really allows us to guide people to, to really shine their light, kind of connected to today's episode. But before we go there, I always like to start the episode by talking about being grateful for ourselves. I'm a big believer that when we're grateful for ourselves, when we truly do things that lift our soul, then we can shine our light so much brighter and we can actually serve in a much more, much more fulfilling way. And when we don't shine our light ourselves first, then we're doing ourselves as well as the universe a disservice. So Stace, I always like to ask by what have you done today to put you first? What have you done today to shine a light on you? So there's such a release that happened for me from yesterday to today that I overslept this morning. So I got a little bit of unexpected extra sleep that I wasn't anticipating. Um, that was a big one. And then you and I got out of the house for a little bit and just did some things for fun. And I feel like I've had a little bit of self-care today. So that's a good thing. What about you? 
Yeah, it was, it was nice to get out. We got a Starbucks and everything. Um, I also like to create magic moments for people. And, you know, Stacy getting the book and, yes, it's only a proof, but it's a real book. It feels it. And it was such a kind of a major moment that when we, I'm, I'm a big person that likes to encourage people when they have major moments in their life to do something to market, to do something that really kind of, sets the intention sets the energy sets the reminder in you that you achieved that and so i know stace loves her makeup right she does makeup videos and she her energy and her vibrations changes when she does her self-care which includes exercise but it also includes doing her makeup and sometimes she does that live and when she does it live she has a real energy when she opens something new she gets really excited so we were passing um the makeup store there alter alter and I said to Stacey, you know what, why don't we go and buy something for you? When you use it, I want you to really remember this moment of getting the book. You, it's combining two things, the book, which has been a labor of love, and the makeup that you enjoy. And, you know, I'd encourage everyone that's listening, do what works for you. Some people may be thinking, is that really makeup? I guess I'm one of them. But I know when Stacey puts makeup on, it changes her energy. So I wanted to do something nice. I wanted to create a magic moment that was connected with the book. So now every time Stacey uses that new makeup, she's going to remember to the moment when the book came through. So Stacey, that's what I did for me because I felt good creating a matching movie for you. It was really cool. You tolerated going to a makeup store with me. I know. I know. <laughs> it was definitely, definitely, yeah, definitely an unusual experience. But uh, but it's not the first time that Stacey made me, tolerate, made me tolerate going to going to some unusual places. So, but moving on to today's topic. And today's topic in episode 51 is all about programming and what impact does it have on your life today? And, you know, when you get into the topic of programming, it's really, how are you, how are you driven today? What, what is it that is driving you on a daily day basis? And when you talk about programming, there's so many things that can impact you. What did you go through as a child? How does your inner child feel? You grew up in a religious environment, so you, do you have religious programming? Or actually, are you rebelling against the religious programming you grew up with? Um, what were you, What was your parents like, and how were you brought up as a kid? And if you have kids now, are you raising them in the same sort of way, or are you doing something different? Is it, are you programmed by your job? So really, programming is, is about what you've been through in your life and how much impact does it have on your life today? And the first thing is always making you aware of that programming. Because without awareness, there's nothing you can do. So it's always awareness, acceptance, and forgiveness. Because sometimes when we become aware of our programming, the first reaction is, oh, my God, why didn't I know that earlier? Why, why am I letting things influence me in such a way? And you kind of get all these questions. But it's not really about, you know, none of us have a time machine. It's more about what are we going to do now? Okay, now you know that and you're aware of some of the programming. What are you going to do differently? And that's really what the, the journey is about, right? It's that, you know, everyone talks about what is, you know, living their destiny or whatever that looks like. But I'm a big believer that it's all about the journey. Our soul's here to experience a, a life, a human existence, to kind of grow and expand in whatever way the soul needs to. And therefore, it's really about this moment, right? It's appreciating where you are at this moment, the joy in this moment, the love in this moment, 
And if you become aware of what's driving you in this moment, then you get to do something different in the next moment. And really, that's what I'm hoping from this conversation is maybe we, you, all the listeners or you as an individual listener, you get some sort of light bulb moment, or maybe you ask yourself a question about your program. Stacey, I'd love to get your your view on you know, programming, yeah, how so it's impacted I'm, you. I'm sitting here thinking about it, and I find this topic to be so interesting because um, I don't think I was really aware of programming in general. I don't think that I that I really had an understanding of um, the impact of how I was raised, the environment I was raised in, and how that molded me and my belief system. Um, I've talked about this a little bit before um, on this podcast. Um, I was raised um, as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, also known as Mormons. And um, it was a very regimented, very strict way of growing up. Now, there's the parental part of it and how my parents interpreted the religion itself. And then there's the religion as itself, as it stands and what the rules and belief systems are there. And it it surrounded me with a lot of shame and guilt. And I clearly didn't recognize that as a child. I knew that I had a significant amount of anxiety. And when I trace back to trying to think about when that anxiety started, I was so young that I can't even remember. This pressure, you know, this pressure to perform in a certain way to live a lifestyle in a certain way was ingrained in me. And as I came into adulthood, um, I really avoided religion. You know, um, my, my father very publicly and very abruptly left my mother um, after 28 years of marriage. And he left the church when he did that. And I was 22 at the time. And I remember thinking, when I saw his behavior and how he shifted thinking everything that I was taught was a lie is what it felt like. And so I spent about a decade completely avoiding the subject of religion. I mean, spirituality. Yes. I was still spiritual and I still had somewhat of a relationship with my higher power, but I was so confused from the programming that I received that I chose for a chunk of time to avoid dealing with it. And what I found was that I had this prompting for connection. You know, I knew that I, I wanted to have some kind of a spiritual and or religious experience, but I didn't know what that looked like. And I started venturing out and visiting different churches and talking to different clients of mine behind the chair um, about like the, their upbringing and the churches they experienced or how they practiced their faith. And it left me very confused because the way that I was taught was so different than what I was experiencing as an adult. Um, I would say it took some work 
for me to release those messages of like, this is how you're supposed to do things in order to surrender those ideas for whatever was right for me. But it has been such a long process because those things were ingrained in me at such a young age. And I look at it kind of like a dance, like you're taught to dance one way your whole life. And then all of a sudden you go out into the world and people are dancing a completely different dance (laughs) and it's working. (laughs) It's a beautiful dance. And so I had to figure out what my dance moves were, like what I was comfortable with. And it, it has been something interestingly enough, as I was venturing into the world of mentoring and I was leaving my career in the beauty industry one of my very first mentorship clients was um, a Mormon, a male Mormon who was leaving the church in the process of leaving the church and kind of working through exactly what I had been through. And so I found that this journey of kind of surrendering that programming and living life differently has taken me on a journey to being able to help other people with the same thing which has been so profound because I spent so long in kind of this like vortex between how I was raised and what I felt was right for me. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful explanation. And and that's really the key, right? It's that understanding your programming so you can move from an automatic response, an autopilot type response to an attention response. Mm -hmm. and so many of us are influenced and maybe in many ways controlled by what we experienced growing up Mm -hmm. so many of our values they say zero to seven is is a lot of the time when your your programming and sending your values are are created and seven to 14 is a is an even more bedding bedding in of your true programming it's that you know, Tony Robbins says, you know, the child is father to the man. What he means by that is what you go through as a child really is a much bigger influence on who you are as an adult. And it's um you know, it's really interesting when you see it from when you see in someone else. And you know, Stace, I've 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 had the pleasure of knowing you um kind of see what you've had to experience in a short space of time and having that inside scoop is almost like almost gave me a, a window into you know someone else's and it makes it easier sometimes when you're looking at somebody else and you know look at how determined you are on a day-to-day basis and I experienced some of that yesterday with, with kind of what we went through and you know kind of it was a situation where um you know, we had to get some stuff done in terms of opening a new business bank account and just some of the detail and the pro and the kind of the the process is just complicated and probably more complicated than it needs to be. But there's a determination that came over you that you just wanted to get it done yesterday. It was like nothing was going to get in where you were going to find a way. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's program behavior. So it's it's that it's interesting. So not all program behavior is a bad thing, I guess is my point. That determination, I saw you and you actually, I was super proud of you. I was like, wow, that's really cool. And, but then I've seen you release 
some of the religious programming you've held on to. I've seen I've seen you kind of let go of some of the you know kind of looking outside for people to fix you, people to guide you and looking really inside and and that is also part of releasing your programming and making conscious decisions. So it's really interesting when you start asking yourself those questions about what drives me on a day-to-day basis, what programming is it, what I went through as a child, is it, you know, kind of what what my bosses want from me? Is it, you know, what about your religion? I mean, I I I grew up as, you know, I was born as a Hindu and in many ways I think growing up in that as as a Hindu in the Hindu faith made it so much easier for me to transition on the spiritual journey because Hinduism is very much about karma, reincarnation and past lives and really kind of more more about the soul journey. And it was a natural progression for me. So that that influence was great. But also as as a as a child, I don't really think much about it, but I was born in Uganda. I was a refugee at three years old. And when Idi Amin threw, you know, threw out, decided to throw out all the Indians from Uganda and came to the UK, not knowing the language. Uh, one of, I've, I've got four brothers, four sisters. Everyone else is older than me, than one younger sister. But it meant when we came here, everybody was focused on themselves, learning the language, either going to school or going to work. You know, and it meant, in many ways, I didn't have a voice growing up, and I never really, never really appreciated how much that influenced me until I started doing a lot of inner child work to truly understand how that felt. And don't get me wrong, I grew up in a loving environment. You know, family is very loving, but when everybody's consumed with their own lives, and you're a child and you don't have a voice, it does impact you. But it's really interesting. I really feel now my voice is my is a gift, is one of my is a blessing to me, right? My I feel like I, I my voice is definitely something I want to I've been encouraged to use. I use it on this podcast. So it's interesting interesting the transition from not having a voice to your voice being a gift. It's also interesting how much religion I mean, I think religion and spirituality is a, a different thing. Religion is 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 really about you know the faith. What you believe in, how you how you uh, how how you program to kind of connect. I mean, and and I believe in I, I believe there's a place for all religions, right? I love visiting churches, mosques, obviously temples. It's just it's just a place to be to connect to source, whatever source looks like for you. But your spiritual journey is really about your own individual soul journey. What are you here to do in this lifetime? And releasing your programming is a big part of connecting to you at a soul level this lifetime. Because the programming isn't you. The programming is the influence you've had from other things in your life that is maybe maybe you're doing in an autopilot kind of way. And it's when you're releasing that programming, you're truly becoming who you are, not influenced by the things that you've been gone through as a child. The way I look at it is, when we're born into this life, we're a baby. We've got no programming. Yes, you may bring some karma from a previous lifetime. That's a different conversation. But as a human, you cry, you get love. And it's the programming that comes afterwards. 
and what if in many ways we're trying to get to that that form of a human that that baby was no programming just living in the moment feel something cry get a reaction so as a baby you're living in the present moment you don't have programming so what if we were all trying to get into that that mode of just being in this moment appreciating this moment making our decisions from our own conscious self and not being influenced by the program and again like i said to you the program isn't all bad for me you know the the, the lessons i learned as a hindu actually i think i feel helped me in the spiritual journey helped me to accept some of the some of the things i now i now believe from my perspective to be true like reincarnation and reincarnation is again a different topic but soul evolution why the soul is here to experience a human existence to grow and expand karma all of those things were programmed into me but it's something i now accept and believe so it's a conscious choice so stace why don't you talk more about well, what are you, what are your what are the good and bad things that you know from a program perspective that you went through and actually you're accepting in today's world because for me how you were yesterday and your determination and your your work ethic your ability you, you go on the treadmill and you no matter what you're going through I've seen you be so determined to put you first because you knew you had to to survive in this in this in this phase. And for me, that is a conscious choice, but also something that you grew up with that you're actually implementing today's world consciously. Yeah, I mean, I would say um, I this this is challenging for me right now because. Um, my part of my programming was you get married and you have kids. That is your role as a female, especially a Mormon female, was that you get married, you have kids. And, and the message that was given to me both by my parents and by the religion was you get married young and you no longer care about um, like a career or something outside of the home, your entire focus becomes the home. And I tried that a couple times. <laughs> I tried that a couple times, friends, and um, it didn't work for me. It, there, there was always this kind of hunger that I wanted to do something to make an impact in the world. And yeah. I'm not saying that having kids isn't an impact. It is absolutely for those who are at home, married and raising kids. I see you. You are amazing. I'm simply coming from my own standpoint was it just didn't ever feel like enough. Yeah. In many ways, you were trying to fix yourself by changing something externally. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought, OK, I will fulfill my role here by getting married and having children. And yet um, I got to a point where I had three little kids and I had been a stay-at-home mom for several years and I just felt a longing for something more. And I had always wanted to go to beauty school. And again, my programming was, my father was like, you will not be blue collar. Like you will go to college and you will get a degree and you will not be somebody blue collar working in the beauty industry. That's not acceptable. And so I tucked that dream away for 15 years before I finally pursued it. And when I did, 
um, I was six weeks into beauty school with three little kids going through a divorce. And again, the programming was Stacy, you need to find a job. You need to take care of your kids. You need to drop out of school. You can't do this right now. And my heart was like, I have to do this. And so I powered through school and built a successful career in the beauty industry. But the flip side to that is there was some additional programming that happened. And that was, I grew up with a father who worked his tail off. I mean, he was constantly chasing the next goal. Um, he was very focused in the corporate world and making a name for himself. And it didn't matter how long the days were of traveling, how short the nights of sleep were, he was going to make sure that it happened. And I would say some of that is still ingrained in me. Like when I, you know, have a task or a goal that I'm trying to complete, I'll be damned if anybody's getting in my way. I'm super determined. And I know that comes from this programming that I had that, you know, you have to exhaust yourself on all avenues to get where you want to be. And I, I, we kind of joked a little bit, but I felt like I was channeling him yesterday when we were having this whole experience with the bank and trying to get this task done. Um, it's like a force just takes over that I'm going to push and I'm going to push the people involved to make whatever it is happen, including myself. Um, and it has served me in a lot of ways. You know, I, um, went from being very overweight and unhealthy to uh, running a marathon two years later, 26.2 miles. And it took extensive training over two years for me to get my body in the shape that it needed to be. But that drive came from a place of the way I was raised. And when you are determined enough, you'll make that goal happen. So I can't say that everything about the programming that I've received was necessarily negative because I do know how hardworking I am. I do know how determined I am. And it's like, I'm proud of it because, so you should be. because it's, I, I look at, I look at the book and, you know, I don't know why my dad's coming up so much today, but my dad has always had these really beautiful gifts. Um, he's very musically inclined, plays the guitar, plays the harmonica. Um, he's very artistic and he's a very good writer. And I saw him dabble in some of these talents that he had. For example, he wrote a children's book and he sketched all of the artwork that went with it. And all of that just went into a portfolio and sat in a closet. And it sounds crazy, but this is actually very true about this process with the book. I didn't want to live by the programming of having my gifts sit in a closet gathering dust. I wanted to share my gifts and abilities with the world. And part of that gift is the ability to tell a story and to take the reader or the listener on a journey where they're right there with me. And again, my father had that gift. 
He did very well. And he, he didn't use very, it. Very natural storyteller. Right. But like my father became so like consumed by chasing the money and the success that I feel like he overlooked some of his brighter gifts and abilities that could have had a different impact on the world. And so when I got the idea to write a book, I didn't want it to be something that sat and didn't complete. And so a huge driving force in this process was some of my programming and the determination to overcome it. And, you know, I'm thinking of our listeners right now, you know, I don't know about you, but this was something that I had never really thought about. You know, I, I grew up and I knew that the way I was raised was different than other people in the area that I lived in. I knew that my dad was extremely strict and hard on me. I knew that, but there was never a place to open up a conversation about it. You know, I, I went to therapy, right? I've been in, th- I've been in therapy on and off for most of my adult life. And I worked through some of that there, but I don't think I really took the time to dig into it until I was embarking on a deeper spiritual journey. And I wanted to understand the difference between religion and spirituality. And I would say at that point, then I started digging into the programming and saying, okay, what was I taught? What do I agree with? And what is no longer serving me? Yep, you started to make conscious choices. Yeah, and when I did that, I feel like that's when the game started to change for me. Because, because I was moved into a space of awareness. Right. I moved into a space of awareness and I also moved into a space of um, empowerment with that awareness because I recognized that just because I was raised one way doesn't mean that I have to continue to live that way. And in fact, me embarking on figuring out what worked for me freed me in so many ways because I was living by the standard of what I felt was right for me versus what I was being told or impressed upon to believe, say, think, or do. Wow. And how many of us do that? I mean, how many of us hold on so much anger from childhood? And that's what we took away in a child work, right? There's a, you know, for me, I didn't, I didn't really kind of appreciate how how hurt that my inner child was. I'd done a lot of forgiveness work for my family. And again, they were coming from a place of love. It wasn't like they were neglecting me on purpose. Everybody was just busy. Mm -hmm. So I spent so much time kind of healing that side of me. And I thought my inner child was healed, but it comes up again. And stays working with you. You kind of helped me realize that um, some of the times I was triggered because when we get triggered by something that happened in a program way, something takes over. Like you in the bank yesterday, something takes over and it's that. But when we start asking a different set of questions, then we start to get more understanding. And from that understanding, we can start to do something. It's like, um, like I said earlier, sometimes it's so much easier to see it than someone else too. It's that I, I see the, you know, your determination and your work ethic, I 100% see that it, that it comes from your childhood and the impact it has. And it's something that actually you choose to use. But on the flip side, I've seen your journey within relationship with being successful, with being 
financially abundant and in some ways releasing what you felt when your dad was going through something similar in this lifetime and in this version of you. And it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's just when you start to look at it differently and you start to realize your relationship in all areas of your life and all four bodies, you know, if you think about it, you know, your physical, your mental, emotional, your spiritual, all four of your bodies are influenced a lot by your programming. And how many of us are living a truly programmed life where we're so influenced by what our parents did to us, what our schools did to us, what our religion did to us, that you're letting it continue. And instead of truly connecting with who you are, what drives you and enjoying being you, you're letting so many outside influences control you. So my challenge for the listener is to really ask, am I living my life? Am I making my choices? Am I making the choices that are in my highest? Or, if, or am I just reacting to something that happened to me? Proving something. I've got to prove something to this person. I've got to prove something to our parents. I've got to. Honestly, we don't have to prove anything to anyone but ourselves. And if you believe in God's source, then maybe to God's source. But it is really about not proving anything to anyone outside and living a, as much as possible, a program-free life, reacting in this moment and feeling the, feeling the joy in this moment. And it just, it is liberating. The way you talk about it, it is liberating. Oh, it's very liberating. I mean, I, I, I remember just feeling so much confusion around religion and spirituality and work ethic and family dynamic. I mean, there have been so many things that I've had to take a closer look at. And I mean, even now, right, I'm 46 years old and I'm going through a divorce again. And three of my kids are grown and on their own. And one is still living at home. And the, the, the dynamic that I'm raising my little girl in is completely different than the dynamic that I was raised in. And it's such a conscious choice. It Right. But, but I, I guess what I'm saying is, is the evolution of the process of releasing that programming is an ongoing process. In my opinion, I think that my older kids got a very different version of their mother than my youngest one is getting. There's a big age gap between number three and number four, 10 years. And I've evolved and grown and released a lot of things that I was still consumed with when I was raising the older kids. And so for me now, I feel like, you know, I was, I was sitting at the dinner table the other night and and I'm thinking about how I'm raising my daughter. And I, and I said, like, I would love to have a life like my little girl does because both of her parents are very involved and engaged in her life and very much make um, space for her to, to freely express who she is and how she feels. Um, I wonder sometimes if that's to our detriment, but um, it's, it's been a powerful shift to see how the work that I've done on myself to bring myself into awareness and to work through some of the things that I've experienced in my life is paving a better way for 
the generations to come. And, you know, I want to be really clear because not that my parents are ever going to listen to this, but I just thought of something. I do believe they did the best they could with the knowledge they had at the time. I really believe that. It's taken me a long time to get to that place, but I really believe that my parents got together as two young people, both with their programming from the way they were raised, which was super dysfunctional in very different ways for both of them. And they came together to try to cultivate a family and a unit that would work and would grow and expand. And I can look at them both with grace now and forgiveness that I probably didn't have even 10 years ago that I know they did the best they could with what they had at the time. Wow. How powerful is that? Mm -hmm. Because how many of us, you know, potentially hold anger towards our parents, but when you put it into perspective and really kind of consider they did the best job they could with the programming and everything else. Mm -hmm. And you know, you, you've made now conscious choices on how you want to parent your kids mm-hmm. and your why. We talked about, you know, your why and I think last week's episode, you know, part of your why is, is to be a better mother today than you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. And actually, sure, that impacts your kids. And you could say, well, maybe, maybe, you know, arguably say, where's that program life? You know, Stacey wants to be a parent like maybe the expectations are no when i hear you talk about your why it's a conscious choice to be the best mother you can for you mm-hmm. yes it impacts your kids but you want to do it for you because you're working on your self-care you're setting the example for yourself that you really want to inspire others and it's such a beautiful and just i'd love to ask the our listeners to really consider how are you living on your day-to-day basis? How much are you influenced by your religion, the way you were brought up, what you went through as a child? And how much are you actually making a conscious choice of who you are on a day-to-day basis? Who are you most angry at? That's always a good indication. Where, are you, where do you put the most emotion? What frustrates you the most? That's probably a good indication of where you're living a program life. In some way, there's something inside you fighting that programming. Because I really believe the phase we're in right now, after lockdown, COVID and all that sort of stuff, is we're, we're in a state of more awareness. And our psyches and our and everything around us is really pushing us to be who we're meant to be. And, and Stacey, I just want to move on to again, a great example to seeing it from the outside. But I'd love for you to talk about your financial abundance and the journey around becoming more aware of how you felt about money how you felt about financial abundance and the kind of the conscious choices you have. Cause it is really, it's like for me, money's a vibration. It's an energy. And if we have a negative connection to money, it's like if you have a friend and you don't like the vibration, why is that friend going to be around you? So if you have a negative vibration around money, why is money going to be around you? So for many of us understanding our connection to, to love to, to power, to money, is a big part of truly understanding our programming. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of that programming came from, again, my father. Um, he grew up in 
a row home in Philly. Uh, by the time he was headed to college and his parents dropped him off at college, they were living out of their station wagon and his little sister was in the car and his newborn brother was in the car. His youngest brother's only eight years older than I am. And he said, he stood there on those steps and said, I, I'm, I'm never going to be in the situation that my parents are in and I'm going to do everything I can to help support them financially. And he made that conscious decision to chase money and it served him well. I mean, he was extremely successful in his career. Um, really far surpassed, I'm sure his own expectations, let alone what other people expected of him. I mean, he, worked in the White House for a period of time, um, was the head of technology for the Reagan administration, um, and just kind of snowballed from there into success. And I will say the thing for me as his child was there was nothing that I ever wanted for financially. I mean, materialistically, like I, I was very well cared for, but it also gave this impression that everything was successful and great for us because I lived in a house that was bigger than most of my friends and had my needs met, right? What I found it did for me was my dad used it as a form of manipulation a lot. Um he would reward you or punish you with some sort of materialistic something. And it made me really uncomfortable with money. Um, when I embarked on my career in the beauty industry, I became successful pretty quickly. I, um, I started out at a small salon, but I worked quickly into a space of a very successful salon in the Baltimore area. And money started coming in and I found myself being able to financially support three kids while working in the beauty industry. And I spent almost two decades chasing this financial success, which I found, right? Like, I, I mean, I, I would come home every day being very successful and, and feeling that abundance, um, and I'm grateful for the drive that I have to do that. I think there is part of it though, that I have tied with my dad that at times in my life has held me back because I didn't want to be chasing something materialistic like he did where it was like a hole that could never be filled because that's the way it felt like. It felt like no matter what, the, no matter how big the house was, we needed a bigger house. And if we didn't need one house, we needed two houses. And it wasn't good enough to have one car. It needed to be two cars. You see what I'm saying? It was like- yeah. So it's, it's like your programming was- It's never not, enough. Yeah, money equals not enough. It's never enough. And so I, I, I found for me a very similar kind of feeling. It was like, I would be more successful- this year than I was last year in my career in the beauty industry, but I was still constantly chasing more. And now in the space that I'm in, um, I absolutely 
want to chase success, right? Who doesn't? Like, I definitely want to use my voice. I want to serve people. But the focus now for me, yeah, the focus for me now is more about how can I make an impact versus how much money can I make? And the feeling- start learning, you've kind of discovered that for a while that in your mind, money equals pain. Mm-hmm. Because you saw the success of, that your dad went through, and in the end, how much pain it caused him in terms of separation mm-hmm. from your mother, and so you, your your programming at the time would have been, you know, too much success equals pain. Mm-hmm. When when we do that sort of without coming awareness, we put a glass ceiling on ourselves, right? We 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 truly are from a place of 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 programming, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I I think of my own. You know, growing up, yeah, we didn't have a lot of money, but I, I, with the inner child, I don't have a lot of childhood memories, but with the inner child work I've done, I remember a moment where there was some sort of argument in the house. My parents, I think, were arguing with my sister. She wanted to do something. We couldn't afford it. And I remember making a conscious choice that when I grow up, I'm going to have a place that's big enough for us and financially I'd be okay. And by the blessings of the universe, whatever you want to call it, I have got a decent-sized home. I mean, it's in London, so it's not, you know, I wouldn't say it's like a mansion or anything, but if my family come and visit, there's space for them. And financially, you know, I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in an okay and a comfortable position, and that I manifested that as a four-year-old. And I didn't even know it. So going through that as a four-year-old and really kind of feeling the the energy of that, I made a conscious choice. The other thing that I'm still working through is I also remember making a conscious choice that the only way I'm going to be heard is if I'm big. And hence growing up as a child, I, I, I was overweight. And it's just interesting, right? It's, it's, it's the, the decisions you make um, subconsciously at some point to how much impact does that have on your life and the beauty of this journey we're on is when we start asking those sort of questions about our programming we start to then go to a place of awareness that we can start to become ourselves and make conscious choices and that's the powerful place we're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. so I mean I love this topic and you know if it has sparked any, any anyone anything in any of you, um, I would just sit with yourself and just really ask that question. How am I being, am I living a conscious life? Am I living a program life? What is, what is influencing me? What part of my programming is, is having a big impact on me on a day-to-day basis that I really want? And it's that from that level of awareness. And I'd always encourage people to do that inner child work. Really sit with yourself and how did, how did your inner child feel? What did you in a child angry about? And from there, you start to really understand what's happening around you. And say, so as, as we get, as we get closer to kind of wrapping up this episode, you know, we, we had, well, I don't know if there's anything more you want to add before we go to questions, but you know, I always encourage you to um, really consider what questions could we ask a listener to allow them to go deeper and understanding what the program is. I think the first thing is to kind of do an inventory. And say, okay, 
what programming did I receive as a child from my parents, from my environment, from my religion, what, whatever components of that, what was the programming that you received? And then I think the next question is, is it serving you? What of that programming needs to be released in order for you to show up in the world the way that you want to and the way that you're meant to? Those would be my questions. Love those questions. I, I guess the only other thing I'd add, add is also just sit with your inner child. How do you feel inside? How does your inner child feel? Does your inner, Sometimes your inner child just wants a bit of attention, a bit of love. So that's the only thing that I'd add. Um, Stace, I love sharing this space with you. I feel so blessed being here with you and kind of um, everything that that's happened in the past year, you know, getting working on the book, the mentorship program, this podcast, and just seeing it blossom and really kind of get the feedback in, that we get. So I, I feel in a blessed position. I would say as, as um, if any of the stuff that we do, you want more detail on, um, like I said, we do join Akashic Record readings, which is a beautiful, beautiful process where you get a reading from a divine a masculine, a divine feminine perspective. We also do um, Akashic training. So if you're interested in being trained on how to read the records, we also channeled a, a really amazing kick-ass uh, spiritual mentorship program over 12 weeks. We really kind of help you understand your programming. And, you know, we look at your four bodies physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and really kind of go deep on why you're here. What are your gifts? It's a beautiful, beautiful program. Feel blessed to just have the impact that we're having. And um, yeah, this podcast, it's just created so much joy, so much um, pleasure. Um, we just sit here, we record whatever topic. We've already scheduled the topics for the next few months. We're going to have more and more guests. So I'm excited. I'm going to open the records more on this podcast too. So I'm excited by all the work that we're doing and just the love around. And I really hope that the listeners, all of you can truly feel the vibration changing around you. I do feel there's a change coming. And uh, Stace, I'd love for you to close us out. It's always a joy to do this podcast with you, Nims, and to get people thinking a little bit deeper about things that maybe aren't in our awareness on a daily basis. And I'm excited to, as always, hear from our listeners. We get emails and DMs on a regular basis. We love interacting with all of you. Please reach out. If you have any further questions, we're here to support you. Thanks, Nims. And yeah, just one more thing to add. The book that um, we're publishing, Stacy's book, it is self-published. And any, if any of you have any ideas in terms of maybe podcasts we could join or specific places we Stacey could share more of a story any advice you may have please send us a dm we always love receiving that feedback and support and as we close up sending lots and lots of love and light out to everyone that's listening thank you thank you thank you for sharing this space with us feeling incredibly blessed sending you all so much love and light and we shall speak to you very very soon bye for now